recording now. Woo! Okay, we're going. We're recording. Yeah, yeah. Start whenever. You said what? I think we should start with Atlanta personally. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, we did. Wait, recording started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hi everybody. Welcome, family, to another great episode of Shameless Plug. Sorry, you caught me off guard here. I was telling my lovely hosts about my earlier tooth appointment. I have some titanium in my skull. I'm basically the next Wolverine. Yeah, it's adamantium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like X X twenty wait X twenty three. Yeah. But what, what would my thing be? The X is like what's my number? X Six is for nine. X what? Six nine. Yeah, I'm ew ew. Don't it should no. be like it should be four digits. <laughs> my, my the last four of my social specifically. <laughs> But anyway, we're not your whole credit card number. I actually, I actually want to know how are you guys doing because it's been a minute since we've linked up. Yeah, man. Yeah. How's life? I'm, I'm kind of ready. I'm kind of ready to go back home. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, you only have like a week or two left, right? I got a few weeks. Really? You don't get out in April? I get out like last week of April, early May. I think early May. Okay, that's about when we got out. That's the same time as us, right, Max? I believe so. Okay, okay. But why are you why are you tired of college already? Like, what's that's not, I'm not tired. I'm just you know I'm ready to go back with my you know just my brothers and you know and me. You miss me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> miss the boy, <laughs> the kid. But anyway, uh, wish you luck for your finals and everything coming up. And I can't wait to see you again. But Max, mm-hmm. how are you doing, sir? Good. Uh, we were just me and Gabe were commenting. I don't know if this will this won't be on video. So they can't see, but you look about eight years younger than you've ever looked in your life. <laughs> I had some work done. You said what? I had some work done. This is what happens when your girls when your girl pays the bills, y'all. When you're not <laughs> dressed. <laughs> you age down. Duh. No, no, no comment. Okay. Max, don't crack. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Max. Just had to get one in there. But anyway, yeah, we're yeah, we're here pause. to discuss business. Yeah, that was a pause. <laughs> I was here to get all ten in there. <laughs> Inches are guys. Oh, fingers. Oh. <laughs> but we're here to talk about business. So, new season of Atlanta. Yeah, we, we talked all last season of our own show about how Atlanta is one of our favorite shows that is on television. Yes. And uh, gentlemen, does that opinion still stand with this latest season, season three? Um. I don't really like it so much, but we'll talk about the newest episode later. Well, wait, wait, wait. Gabe had a differing opinion from that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I retract that opinion. Oh, he says it's the best episode. No, no, no. I said it had the poten- potential to be. Then, then, right after I did that and you guys called me crazy, I went on Hulu and I looked at the episodes from season two. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm smoking crack. <laughs> and I watched I like, the other part. No, 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 no. I just yeah. I just looked back at which what episodes are there, and once I remembered shit, I'm like, oh yeah, because it's easy. It's easy to like in hindsight look at something in a yeah. negative or positive way, too negative, way too positive light. But and it's been a while since the since season. Two, exactly. So. That, I think that's really what it was. Um, as far as is it one of my favorite shows? Yes, but I don't really watch that many shows, so I, you know, if I guess take that with a grain of salt. Family Guy for reference. You said what? Your favorite show is Family Guy. It is not. <laughs> you know, it's you think a, so funny. Top top tier show though. Um, no, uh, got porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, my opinion, um, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I 
I think the two best episodes have been the one where they're not on there. Yep. Which I, I think that's right. I think that's everyone's opinion. Um, and I guess we'll get to those two. But as for the two that they were on there in Europe, which were what, the second and third ones, um, I, I I didn't hate I didn't hate them. I thought some parts of it were funny, like how the guy had like the guy with the Nandos and his thing and how he cut down the tree and stuff. And like what happened? The one the guy the rich guy in, in London. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How he cut down his tree. I thought the episode was okay. Wait, can we clarify something? So what do you think was going on with that poker game in that episode? I feel like Max who knows. Scam. Yeah, I don't know. It's a scam. Scam Holly. They were trying to scam Paperboy. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'll pay you back, man. I'll pay you back eventually, oh, I'm man. Sorry, I meant during the game. Like, there was some tension over the, the racial tension. What do you think that was co- alluding um, to? Was it racial tension or was it just tension because these are, like, that's what I mean. people? I think it's because rich people are all nuts and everything is competition. Mm-hmm. And they love that because mm-hmm. they get to, it justifies them not connecting with anyone else. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Honestly, and, dude. I think that's a really good point that I, as I look back on my upbringing, I start to definitely, <laughs> I start to definitely see. So I yeah. think that was a good point, but what else were you saying? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm not saying there wasn't racial stuff, but I think the main point is like, he was a Mark essentially, you know, he, I, I, he's new money. He's not old money like this. He doesn't know how to do, how to w- mm. deal with his money. And okay. even though he, you know, wears a bunch of Gucci now or, He's on tour in Europe, you know, he's a mark, essentially. What's the significance? I feel like there's significance of this scene being in Europe and not America. You know what I mean? Hold on, because that's old money. My dad's calling me. Hold on. Oh, let's have him on the show. Um, no. <laughs> I want to know what he thinks. Yeah, man. What's he thinking on Paperboy? Are you going to mute yourself and I'll just talk to Gabe? We can just no, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm, I'm telling him later. I'm telling him on the oh, phone okay. So then let me finish my question to you guys then. So what do you think the significance of it being in Europe is? Because I agree with everything Max just said, but it's different when it's European guys doing it versus American white guys doing it. So what's like, but there's old money in America. You have older money. Is that, is that, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that's what they're alluding to though. Maybe it has to be some sort of like, maybe it's more of a cultural disconnect or, or actually more of a cultural connect. I almost feel like rich white guys in England could almost like Paperboy more than rich white guys here. I I don't I don't know. Think about no, I, this. I think that's interesting. That's an interesting point. To the be old about. money. What I mean, old money like this. Okay, I'm not I'm not excusing any American, you know, billionaire from how they made their money. But like, mo- uh, Western European countries had colonies. You know, they controlled most of the world. Right. Until they made a bunch of their money, just looting, you know, Africa, like South um, Africa, Asia, yeah, South, you know. And mm-hmm. Europe had, or England had the largest empire the world's ever seen. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not like old money, it's a different kind of prehistoric imperial money. wealth. Yeah. So not only did they make their money by, you know, regularly, you know, scamming, manipulating, taking advantage of in their own way, but they also, you know, ran colonies where there was slavery, uh, uh, torture, at genocide. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a lot, a lot of baggage that comes with that money atop of regular baggage that already comes with. You know? So maybe that's why they were so comfortable not paying him. Yeah, and like you're, you're, you have a seat at the table, but you're not in on the game, you know? Right. That's, yeah, see, that's something that, see, I was wondering too, because, you know, all my experiences are with American white rich people. Mm-hmm. So I'm I was like, to, but yeah. <laughs> wait, what'd you say, Max? I've never been to Europe. I don't know. <laughs> I have not either. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 he's authority. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't know. Like a lot of things, I do question like the overarching theme mm. of the season because you know at the end of every season, it all kind of makes sense. It all kind of ties in. You realize like how things tie in. This mm-hmm. has been kind of all over the place. Like I agree, it's been it's it's been hard for me to pin. Max obviously has everything figured out. So it's well, I, I think about this a lot. And I read a bunch of people's opinions that I can be like, oh, I I don't think this. You know, yeah. I can be like, oh, well, it's not this. It's not this. So then I it narrows down what I do think. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the episodes with the core cast, I just think you know, we, me and David talked about this a little bit over the past few weeks, and I've just been thinking about it myself. Um, I just don't like what they're doing with these characters. I liked the characters a lot before. Are you talking about Paperboy? Yeah, yeah, Paperboy, uh, Donald Glover's character. What's his? Bookies, uh, 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 Lottie, all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, um, I think. Earn was always the weakest link, Donald Glover's character. And it seems like now they're all being written to be kind of versions of him. And I don't know. I well, just, now I, I you. Sorry, what are you saying? I just think a lot of the, those two episodes were very, I, I was describing it as like, uh, okay, you're weird. Like, it, it's just weird things happening to these characters. They don't really respond in any kind of like interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, they're making a point about you know, being a rap, a black rapper in Europe, American rapper too. And I get it. And I don't think that, you know, I'm not disagreeing with like the political side of anything, but it's just like, there's not much story depth or characterization that I'm enjoying, you know? Well, now that, huh. I was going to say, now that I hear you say it out loud, I think that the reason they're all moody and acting like Ern is because they're in Europe. I think the contrast of it was before that Ern was a Princeton dropout and they, you know, might not have been living the life, but they still had their surroundings more yeah. figured out than Earn. And I think now they're all kind of a fish out of water, and that's kind of what they're exploring. And I think it's more basic than we think in that sense. Yeah, it's more basic, and it's not as I don't I don't know. Something about it has not not gelled with me that much. I don't. I think it's better than a lot of stuff on TV, and I don't. You know, I'm going to keep watching because I I like. You know, I liked so much of the show previously, yeah. but I, I really, I don't know if I'm really liking what they're doing with these characters and like, it's just not as interesting. I also, I also think, and I don't, I don't know if I can, I can't speak on behalf of the writers or creators or anything, but like, I was kind of describing to you how I don't know if these writers like really understand the rapper character and not Paperboy, but what a, a rapper in Europe would be like. I'm not saying there's not depth or anything, but like. I think they'd be enjoying them. I think they'd be, they'd, they'd have more of a pleasant disposition. I agree. I think it would be more fun. Yeah. And I think that kind of like undercuts any kind of social commentary they're making because I don't feel like I'm watching characters. I'm watching extensions of the writer being like y'all weird or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I agree. It's not as authentic because yeah. they obviously haven't spent, I'm guessing they haven't spent as much time in Europe. I don't know. Um, they said it's a second tour. This is the second tour in Europe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They do hint at that. Sorry, I meant I meant the writers aren't as familiar with oh, right, yeah. they are with the Atlanta as a character. Sure. Um, and I was just saying that uh, it seems like, like I was agreeing with Max. It seems like the characters are kind of like uh, set pieces to make really not basic but really obvious <laughs> points that we all kind of get already. Yeah, and, and they're not even like I'm not one that again I can't tell anyone what is or is not true. But to me, what I don't like in a lot of kind of political argumentation which this show is based on a lot of times is i don't like creating a a person yeah and then getting mad at that person you've created yeah yeah 
you know, there's some like the, the the one the part where they're chasing the girl who disrespected uh, what's his face Darius. You know. Oh, oh, oh the the Asian woman. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she I, didn't I, say I actually, anything that bad. Asked about that, but yeah, go on, man. I thought it was like funny, but I'm like, okay, there's no point here because this, I I cannot believe this would ever really happen. You know what I'm saying? It's well, so that's absurd. how the show always isn't it? Kind of no, how the show it, always is. With I don't. That's not black characters. I don't think that's true. I don't. I don't know if that's always how it's been. I think there's a fine line between absurdity but humorous and absurdity to make a point, but that point is kind of lost in the absurdity. If that makes sense. I was gonna say just be, okay because I've I'm someone who's been in a similar scenario, but not. Yeah, also I wouldn't know. True. Well, here's what I'll say. I've been in a scenario where, like, obviously that it hasn't gone down like that, but I've had girls say stuff to like I wasn't hitting on girls, but like you know where we grew up, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of people. Where we went to college, there's all kinds of people. So, right. if you're open, you can have a lot of conversations. And I've had conversations where people have said similar things, like yeah, Asian or black guys love Asian girls or something to that effect. Yeah. And like you know, it, it was never in that con. Like, in the show, it was way more con. Like where there was. There's way more confrontation in there. Well, more, the point they're saying is that the white people are posturing themselves as righteous and focused on equality or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. To the point where they're just getting out their kind of primal European rage. Mm. You know, because it's such a, you know, the civility of Europe that we think of, you know. Right. Oh, hello, mate. How are you doing? Good, sir. It's like, no, they, these are places that have fought for centuries in bloody, horrible wars over nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think they're hinting at some kind of like, ex- you know, anti-racist posturing as an excuse to just be kind of savage. And it's like, I, I get it. I, the part where the part where she, the guy says, you know, because you're talking like, about the way. Because let's let's explain what you're talking about. You're talking about the way the mob attacked the Asian woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the beginning it's fine when it's one guy. That was pretty funny. But then like this mob running through a house, chasing mm-hmm. this also minority for like. Maybe okay, a little bit. That wasn't bad, and Darius didn't even care about like. Yeah, he didn't even care, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, you're weird." You know, it's just like, okay, I guess. You know, it's like, haha. But okay. I feel like it's like, okay. I mean, I, again, Xavier said he's been in a situation. I've kind of been in similar situations. Probably not as yeah. bad as Xavier, because you know. But wait, no, 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 wait, go, go on, go on, finish your thought, game. I'm gonna say you you've been around not black people more than I. Oh, have. true, true, true. Yeah, like you went to the high <laughs> I thought, school. I thought you were implying that black guys love Asian women. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, okay, considering your family, don't even get started with me. I have so, no issue with. I'm not. I'm not saying they do or don't. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> before I make a joke I've made before on this show, and he got mad. Um, no. Um, yeah, it, it's like. I, Again, I agree with Max. It was pretty funny when the one guy did it because it, it, it's like the whole white savior uh, narrative yeah, kind of. Right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. happened to me a lot. I've have I've made so many like Joe Schmo white guy friends because they thought they were like saving my feelings after like a microaggression. So exact funny. same, same. Right. <laughs> same. And um, you know, I so I I thought that was funny. I think again, like the whole mob thing. If it somehow tied into the episode more and wasn't just like a a subplot to the episode then maybe it would have made more sense, but it didn't really tie in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the- I'll tell you, I think also, th- I, I thought that episode was better than the one before it. And Which one was the one before part, it? What happened in the one before it again? The one before it. Uh, oh, he was in jail. Yeah, and Van, it goes to that, uh, you know, self, you know, assisted suicide. Oh, and they kill, uh, yeah. who was it? 
I don't know. They said it was, it was Tupac. Tupac, like, yeah. I, I, that was a kind of a joke I didn't really fully get. But the one where they're in the house in London, okay? So there's really three storylines. There's that, what we just talked about with Darius. Mm-hmm. There's Paperboy and the poker game, which I thought was the best. I think Paperboy is the best character this season. He's mm-hmm. a little moodier in a way that I don't think is relatable. Not because he's a rapper. But I think he's the best actor by far. I think he's the be- the most expressive character. Yeah. And he, just, he gets in the most interesting situations to me. Um, so that I, I liked that whole situation. And I thought that was funny how like he thought this white guy was his friend, but you know what the deal is. The one, what happens with Ern and Donald Glover's character in this episode is he meets with this rich white British guy's like artist he's housing in his house. This, this black British guy who's like making shitty art. That's just like, you know, cause wearing Supreme or like, you know, Supreme shirt, a fake Supreme shirt with his dick out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Goku, like Goku Supreme screen printed on a t-shirt that you can see. If you, listen. you know, he's just like a shitty street artist. And I'm doing air quotes because I forgot there's no video. I was probably and the most it, boring subplot ever, but go it on. was, bo- it was boring. And it's like the message that what he's saying is like, this guy's like scamming you. Should I tell, you know, should I tell him he's being scammed? And then the, the, the British guy goes to earn at the, towards the end of the episode and is like, look, man, you know, bruv, we're all, you know, it's hard for, it's hard for us black people. And if, if we scam, if, if, we, if I'm making some money scamming this white guy, I'm getting what I deserve. I get, I get what he gets, what's coming to him. And I get what I deserve, you know, basically advocating for being amoral in an amoral system. Right. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's been like my drive my whole life. So right. I, I kind of get it. I understand. I understand it a little bit, and I don't. I, I'm, I wouldn't blame anyone for being in that position and being like, "Yeah, you know what? This guy has way more money than he ever will need, and I have not enough." Sure, I, I get that a little bit. Okay. But what I don't like is like, I'm being told this by professional screenwriters writing one of the most critically acclaimed <laughs> TV shows. Okay, but you're looking. Movie. Sorry, I spit. You're looking. Sure, I want like it'd be cool to write a TV show, but I'm just saying like. I think that's your inner jealousy coming out. I think that's sure, your, but I also think it's, it's writer it's, coming out. It's that obviously, but it's also I don't I just don't like that that rationale. I think that's kind of wrong. And I know obviously if I'm telling you know a, a fictional black person what they can or can't do and how to how to make well, here, better, well, here, I, I don't I don't agree with that. You know, well, here's the thing though. Like, is it? I mean, I guess it's wrong, but it's like if it was going to happen and you never were going to find out about it. It's, it's like, fun you know, for like a character's thing, but the fact that they, they make it so painfully obvious this is a point they are making, capital P points. Yeah. Well, maybe, I, like I don't maybe, agree with that. I think it's kind of a very cynical thing to say. But maybe maybe they're not even saying it's a good thing though, because that character is kind of like whack. It's not like we're trying to. Yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think honestly, what they're doing is showing that, like you know, because white people watch the show probably more than like you know black people probably as much i'd say so i think it's honestly a commentary on hey look you can get scammed too if you keep trying to be fake woke you think so i honestly think so because maybe. i i think they know the demographics. maybe maybe i mean i i again it's, it's hard to assume what a writer intends and it's a group um, too it's not just one person true. what writer what, what a writer's intent right but i don't know something about that kind of ending that point with being like yeah i guess let's you know be like i said amoral and amoral system that's just not i like, think I think they're scared to make a, a concrete point, partially because they know their audience is mostly white. Maybe so I think that they kept it vague 
you know, so they wouldn't piss off any demographic in that scenario. But they're at least showing the scenario like, hey, it's happening. So you can be a victim if you want. Or yeah, you I guess. Gabe, what do you think? Am I, am I missing anything here? Um, I think the show is for white people more than we would like to admit. That I I can probably I, I it might be I I don't know this is you 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 guys will be better to answer that question than I okay, would. Did you, see, did you see season two? We talk about this all the time, you and Xavier. But the one um with the barbershop. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were that, talking about this the other day. Yeah, it is the like one of the funniest things I've seen on TV, maybe yeah. ever, but at least you know since like high school. It's like mm-hmm. extremely funny to me, and that is one of the least rated. The, the lowest rated episodes of the entire show critics mm-hmm. right is, yeah right is the one that's like clearly most inspired by like black comedy of the past 30 years bro you know? because when i say okay so i watched the show i got to like see i didn't watch season two live i'm weird with watching stuff live like whenever it was on there was something going on and so when i'm when i was watching it my mom was like she when i was getting to it she was like oh she was like watch that and tell me who it reminds you of and i'll just say it so it reminds me of um, my brother's father. And I don't mean this as, as in a slight at all to him. Uh, but in the sense of like, as a kid, when we do stuff, it was never just straightforward. And I do think this is kind of almost like a, I don't want to say it's a black thing, but Xavier might get what I'm saying, where it'll be like, oh, okay, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese today. Cool. And then you end up making a million stops, but you do yeah. finally end up going to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. No, it's never point A to B. It's, it's never, never point A to B, you know right? It's a thing where, this is what I'm saying, like, that's a, even if it is a black thing, like on mm-hmm. air quotes, like I get that from watching it. I've never experienced it, but I get that. And I get how it's absurd and funny, but like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's very clearly something that's supposed to resonate with, I think, but like, I assume black when I watched yeah, it. And yeah, it, it definitely it's, resonated it's really, with me. I thought it's really funny. The part where there's like a box of chicken. Zaxby's, yeah. In the- yeah and <laughs> oh, where he, fucking- offers, he offers paper boy. <laughs> Say, do you like Zaxby's? As if he's going to take him to the restaurant. Yeah, and then they he go to his like. It's a box of leftovers. It's a box of leftovers sitting outside in a construction yard because he needs to transport lumber. Well, wait, By the way, this? wait, wait. Let me just say this, okay? Because I know we're like missing our original point about season three, and now we're talking about the oh, right, yeah. show. But I think hearing you guys talk, it's more clear to me now that the show isn't even trying to introduce black culture to white America or expose white america to what black people really think of them i think i think it's just to show like you know the scenarios of what happens and black and white people it's up to them to decide how they where they want to go after they realize it well i feel like because you know donald glover is a very existential guy like you know he's corny to some people but he at least one good thing about him is he's never given you an ultimatum like life has to be like this no that's true like that like he he does leave things up in the air for his consumers interpretation well, I think this is to bring back to season three, okay? Because I think a lot of people are kind of iffy on it. Not like it's bad. I still think it's, compared to most TV, it's pretty good. It's good TV, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially with, uh, what's his face, Hero, Maroy. He director. doesn't give me credit, no. He's sick. But yeah, director, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw, you, we, there's a tweet we were talking about that was like, Donald Glover can't speak on black. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm oh, not because, because he's uh grew up in a predominantly middle class and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna education, prestige yeah. education. Yeah, I'm not gonna speak on the validity of that, but I think what's interesting about this season, kind of in reference to that, that I think Don Glover is gets a little bit of flack for, mm-hmm. is this season is about being what, what I assume 
being black in white spaces and navigating spaces. I hate talking like fucking this, but navigating <laughs> You're talking spaces. like a counselor. Yeah, but it is the best way to say it. Navigating yeah. white spaces as a black person in the mm-hmm. place that's not meant for you or for you, but right. the place where you've been accepted and you have to kind of find your own way. Yeah. And there's good and bad parts of that, but I don't think it resonates with a lot of white people or black people necessarily. There's a there's a middle ground. Then there's that sweet middle ground. That almost me and Xavier might fit into. <laughs> I'm sorry, but go on, Max. But, but, but we're way more exceptional, quote-unquote exceptional, than Max. Like, more people are like Max. So I want to hear you. Finish what yeah, you Yeah, I, I just – it's something that, you know, like I said, I, I, I have no problem watching and, and listening and, you know, consuming – Mm-hmm. things created by black people and i can get i can glean for myself what but it's so you know, niche. huh but you're saying it's so niche no it's not even that what i what i think what happens is when it's when it's these navigating white spaces that's not necessarily as common as just simply being black in america is do you know what i'm saying here mm-hmm. and that's not bad or good but i think it, it gets lost a little bit on people well what i think the problem is is they're a little too ahead of their time personally Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, the stuff that they're commentating on is for, like, stuff that they're making because, of, like, probably they're making it for their children, essentially. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like privileged, you know, POC and marginalized people finding out how to navigate, you know, acceptance. And uh, I can get how that can be, you know, very alienating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad, by the way. I'm not saying I disagree with it in theory or anything. I think I think the problem arises maybe with most people is how much acclaim this gets for such a a privileged, you know, hmm. uh, what is it show? I guess you have to be very privileged to really get all of it. And uh, by all the acclaim you see, it's getting in the media. You would think that it resonated with most of Black America, and that's not true. Yeah, that's kind of a good way to put it. That's yeah. kind of a good way to put it. Like you, you'd think it's for lack of a better term, like, do you think this is like for being the most critically acclaimed black show? Right. Expect more black people to be talking. About. I'm not saying I know what every single black person fucking says. You're right, or, right. You know what, whatever the fuck, but it, I don't, when people criticize him, not for being too rich or too whatever the fuck, but when he's what specifically that these narratives don't resonate with like a lot of black people, I can stop it. I can kind of see that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think the problem arises. I think a lot of the problem with that is, um, at the end of the day, it's TV, and it's supposed not supposed. It's usually going. It's TV, but it's usually going to be aspirational. Hmm. It's usually going to be aspirational in a consumerist way. Okay. So, like you know, even like like the Sopranos, like even if you're not supposed to like you know like what they're doing or agree with what they're doing, you still don't want to watch like you know someone who's broke just like you at home struggling yeah yeah. there needs to be a layer of escapism in it and i think that you know it's not everyone wants upward mobility black people and white people so i guess you know in a way i guess like you know it could resonate with some black people in the hood who you know maybe they don't like everything about the hood sure i don't know man i'm gonna ask gabe he's a hood nigga yeah (laughs) Yeah. um i will say first of the point about you know Donald Glover's, you know, how much can he relate to blackness? I mean, this is something I, I feel like I've said on the podcast. I've said it a million times in my life, so I'm just assuming we've said it. And well, I, we're, we're, we're just talking about the show now. I know, but I, 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 I was, I was, um, 
Are you trying to get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I, I think that's dumb. I think. Um, so as a general statement, I think it's dumb. But with the show, I do think it almost makes sense. And what that I mean is, as a black man, it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. At the end of the day, you're still a black man. And your experiences may be different than a poor black person, but there are racial things you will experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again, like the show, the show just does seem like it's, it's a lot of things he personally I mean, I'm not in the writing room, but there's a lot of things that he went through. Mm-hmm. And because he's a middle, grew up upper middle class, and he went from that to being fucking celebrity. Mm-hmm. Is Again, like you said, the show is very, the show is kind of specific. And even though I don't, I'm not in those, I'm not in that, I don't live that life. I've kind of been in those spaces. So I, I, I do think that's part of the issue it has with um, relating. However, I do think the first episode kind of was one that I think anybody was more like open to anybody liking it. First episode of this season. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. The yep. late, the Lake Lanier one, um, which by the way that I didn't, I learned like that is like all that's oh, true. Yeah. It's not, didn't know that. yeah. yeah it's, it's not far from here at all. Um, I had heard the story. I didn't know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And just, you know, the story about the kids was true. Um, I, I kind of like how they gave them a happy ending. Cause in real life, unfortunately the kids passed away. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like how it gave them a happy ending. But I, I do think that was more, I guess you could say, relatable and more, and he, you know I what I mean? that was good because it humanized the kids. I think a lot of black people, a lot of white people, when they hear stories like that, it doesn't, they don't remember it because they're black. It happens to black kids. Like if there were a story about three white kids that got adopted and, you know, a lesbian couple or whatever, were they a lesbian couple? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Or a couple. It doesn't matter that they're lesbian. I shouldn't even mention that. But a couple, you know, drives them over a bridge and murders them. That would have like a a million more YouTube videos and a million more stay-at-home moms investigating it on podcasts. But because a lot of right, but because they're black, you know, you hear about it in school once, and then you don't, and then someone makes a joke about it in a group chat. You don't really sympathize with it. So I do like what they did by humanizing it. With that. I think that warrants more of their points because when you do these these vignettes, when you do the one-off episodes, which if it's not clear, the, the main characters we've been talking about are not in these episodes we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more. I, I feel like it, they're broader enough so that you can focus in on a point, and you don't have to weave characters' stories into a point you want to make. You know, that's true. Like, so it's it, honestly a better version of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Right. Exactly. And I think. Um, the first episode was not bad. I mean, I knew that story, so I kind of knew where it was going. Yeah, right. And I honestly, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I, that was a good episode. Reading the, the Wikipedia of that sexual, like, just read the Wikipedia for the what it's based on. Yeah. It's almost more impactful to me just because it's real and, like, it's so much worse. And you see, I, I know the point is to make it look nicer mm-hmm. and give the kids a happy ending. But, oh, my God, it's such a horrible, yeah. weird story. And again, um, this is the medium is TV, so it can only be so. Right, right. Um, but I thought that one was pretty good. I think the kid was really good. He was a good actor. Yeah. The moms were good actors. The kid was a good actor. I really took that for granted. Yeah, he was, he was so good. good I was just thinking that it was like a real kid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get here. Here's what I, I, this is something I didn't really understand. I couldn't. I didn't want to criticize because I didn't know if I'm missing something here. Yeah. But the beginning. Not when he's dancing, when he gets in trouble with his parent, with his mom and grandpa. That was a weird scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand what the point they're trying to make is. Yeah, Gabe, do you remember that scene where his mom is like, "These white people gonna let?" La-? Like, yeah, my, he's crazy enough. My mom's kind of had that conversation with me. 
um, just about. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like like. It wasn't no, me. but just the idea of. No, don't all, try yeah, all too hard to entertain. Like you know, like the white kids will laugh. You know when you, when you entertain not them and with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, I feel like, but I feel like the way they did it in the show was like your mom never did it like that. My mom never did it like that. It was like almost vaudeville-ish, like comical. I thought what I thought it was was kind of like, I thought what it was hitting on was like a kind of, I think a pointless point about like, you know don't hit your kids or like, you know, general. Oh, don't humiliate them. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, corporal punishment and stuff like that. I can see that. Um, That, that like, maybe I I don't want to like out myself here, but I feel like people talk about that in regards to like black parenthood. I can see that because there's a lot of stories about like, Oh, you black parents put their kid on social media after they did something wrong. Yeah. White people do that too. But when black people do it, race gets brought into it. Yeah. I don't know. I I didn't understand like, if that was like to point, like to, you know, look in our look inwards or anything, but I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Inwards. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, not when like, cause what happens is uh, CCS comes and takes her away, takes the kid away. And the mom's like, "Did you call the? Did you call them on me? Okay, go then go." And she doesn't really care. I think that that I didn't see it was a problem because she's clearly like, you know, you know, reap what you sow. Dan, you're gonna love reaping this. Yeah, um, I think I think it was over the top because a lot of white people don't understand what black households are like, and they try to condense it into like a yeah. But but then but then by that logic, are they saying the slapping and the humiliating is okay? Oh wait, well we like. do need to wrap up this final point because we have less than a minute but we can start yeah. where you left off so you're asking is the point okay and there, it was never yeah. resolved in the episode basically. i would think no but whatever well, yeah we'll, we'll get back to this in a second but again like we said made by a very existential guy so it's up in the air but that honestly leads us to a next point is if you're going to leave things up in the air is it okay to have black people act like caricatures hmm. that's another point of the show that a lot of people have because if you're going to have black people act like this you're going to want to make the show pro-black at the end of the day yeah I don't know. That's that's especially important in the la- the most recent episode, which we're gonna probably talk the longest about. So. Which we're gonna talk about in our very next segment. So Stay thank tuned. you for listening to part one of this episode, whatever it will be all in one episode, but this is part one on our Zoom. Yeah. Uh, we will get back to our next topic in a second. I just don't want to get cut off. Yeah. All um, right. Good shit. All right. So welcome back, even though you guys didn't go anywhere. But that we our last episode. Our last segment led us perfectly into the latest episode of Atlanta since we only talked about season three for the past half hour, 40 minutes. And uh, to introduce that, it was basically an episode where uh, black people got reparations in a way. And uh, we were following this white man's journey through that. You know who that white man is, by the way? Who was he? He was a good actor. West Bloomfield Lection. He's from West Bloomfield. Really? He died from National Treasure. Yeah, his parents own that jewelry store. Oh! That's him. I knew it was him. I thought I looked at him like I knew this was guy. He had such a like local vibe that makes so so much sense now. Dang. Yes, sir. Whoa. You're, uh, stage right next to stage. One of us. You doxed yourself. <laughs> you know where the fuck we're at. <laughs> yeah, niggas know where the fuck we at. That's funny because I told I was telling Gabe about our situation. I don't want to talk about it on the show. Yeah. Max knows about my situation. I was telling Gabe about it yesterday, and I was like, "Bro, I'm gonna bring the hood out for this." I was so angry. I was like, "Maybe see, come on, 
it ended up all being a very it all ended up all being a misunderstanding at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, but he he's from uh he's from Montana, <laughs> so good for him. Shout out. shout out, shout out, shout out. Hey, so anyway, uh this latest episode, uh, a lot of it's very divisive. I very divisive. It, people say it's the worst one ever, which I think is so far from the Wait, truth, really? I don't I, I don't really pay attention to what people say because I don't care. Yeah, I, I, read, but, I read articles, I read reviews. Yeah, I movies I do, shows I don't, I don't with shows. Wait, just sorry to cut you guys off. I think a lot of people think this is the worst episode ever because they're taking it at face value. I agree, and we'll talk about what I, I, I have this like not a theory, but like I, I think I get it. I really think I get it in a way that I don't think other people, even people who are paid to write about it, are. Yeah, he's woke. He's woke. <laughs> I'm a little salty lately. about that. I, I think I get it. I think I understand. <laughs> right, what the fuck? Uh, I mean, you know, I took it as this is how white people think reparations really would okay, be. Well, that's actually, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, yeah. It's it's like a what your point basically gave is yes. I think it's like get out, but for white people. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a horror movie about <laughs> whiteness, but whiteness in peril or whiteness mm. at stake. You That's know, really, think that was a really eloquent way to put it because I couldn't yeah, and I think I think you know people were saying like oh we're using black people as secondary characters. I'm not gonna say if like maybe if every episode were like this, I can see that. Um, but I, I really think the point, the reason they're secondary characters is because they're supposed to be one dimensional and antagonistic. Like what well, most white people, especially ones who have to pay them would view them as, you know what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be kind of antagonistic and not connected with, because that's not how white people actually see most black people, you know, that's what I thought at least. Wait, say that last part again. Sorry. They're, spo- they're supposed to be kind of at a, an arm's length because black people and white people don't usually, especially in, in these situations of like working in an office or they don't interact like that. They don't interact like that. Mm-hmm. You don't view them as, as fully three dimensional people. Mm-hmm. So why would they act like that in, in white people's minds? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. the yeah, same way, the same way. I'm not, I'm not saying that Jordan Peele was wrong to do this, but mm-hmm. the same way that the white people and get out oh. have the kind of air of, right. They had You're this air. Right, hmm. Sorry, I that was a critique of the movie I had that like no one else, uh, uh, no one else I talked to had, and I just realized it's because they don't interact with white people like I do. Because at the yeah. time the movie came out, I was at MSU and I was obviously in my whole Kunta Kufi thing. I was hanging out with only black people. <laughs> but like everyone's opinion of the movie was like, you know, it was good, and I thought it was good. But you just hit the nail on the head. His portrayal of white people in that movie was so far from. How it would be that it's just a can't... horror movie. It's supposed to. It's not supposed right. to. Right. Yeah. It was like goofy, but it was also supposed to be goofy. And I yeah. thought it was like you know something a lot of people didn't appreciate. Yeah, and it's it's not like there isn't any truth to his portrayal of white. I think the actors in that movie were pretty good with the you know being right. white and being you know too friendly or they're not personal and all that kind of shit. Right. right. And I think it's just that it, they were one dimensional. It's just the truth. Most white people aren't like that to me. You know, fedora tipping, but that's the same. It's the same that happened in this one. This did this man who did, did he deserve to pay all his money and lose his money? No, but that's from the white people's perspective. The white people's perspective is this poor innocent guy who's being oh, over-ever. you're yeah. right. You know what I'm saying here, you're right. It's like saying it's like a, it's like a, in a universe where you know Jordan Peele is white. Yes, and maybe yes. get out for white people. Yeah, and David, like, that you meant. I didn't mean to like. Super yeah, super yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I just think that's so. Like to me, it was very 
apparent. And I don't know if that's, see, that's, know, I haven't seen people say that. And there's a few other things I want to talk about in relation to, but I'll get to it. So that's not yeah. fair because that's assuming that everyone has access to a black people they can talk to openly or see white people or be they be white people they can talk to openly. True. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, see, um, have knowledge of the creators of the show and trusting that they're smart enough to pull something like that off. I thought they were too, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like we, but that's cause we know the grit and caliber of these creators. If this yeah. were like, you know, someone else making this, I would think they weren't smart enough to have done that. That's just I what I thought. I, I thought Loki found it offensive, honestly, now that you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. I, I thought the point was so much of reparations talk and I, it's not a particularly popular conversation in America because like, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to happen. No offense. It's just, I don't, it's very, it's never going to happen. Right. And I there's, wish, there's ways to get around. Not, 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 not on a national level. Right. Yeah. Direct payments to individual black citizens is, I guess. Well, that, that's not what I think reparation should be, but go ahead. Sure. That's not even I the point. It should be an education and an after school program. I don't know. The point, no. that's the, this, this is part of the point I'm, I'm saying, though. Yeah. There's, there is no way that there's no chance people are going to take this shit seriously in any capacity. However, you may pr- pr- uh, propose it, it happen, yeah. because this is what white people think that when you mention that word reparations. You see what I'm saying here? It's yeah. a conver- it's, it's it's a critique. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a take on reparations because there's the the writers are saying we don't we should not be talking about it because we live in a white country and this is what happens in white people's minds when you just say that word. This is, the, Honestly, this is the dramatization they paint in their heads. Exactly. And it's going to prevent any fucking mm-hmm. thing from happening in regards to okay. any kind of monetary payments. Okay. You know so, okay. Exactly. So do, you, do you think the ending of episode one of this season would have benefited this most recent episode then? Like if we found out this was all a nightmare from Earn, do you think that would have made the point drive home a little? Probably. Maybe. That's okay. Good. Yeah. Because I, I honestly, now that you put it this way, I, I think that that is what they were trying to do. Just that's like, what I really thought. I just really, like I really, how, yeah. Right, just like how in the first episode, it was a nightmare, but they didn't make it as obvious mm-hmm. this time. And you know what? That goes back to Gabe's point. If they have more vignettes like this that end up knocking it out the park in that, you know, ironic way, this could be a good season. Yeah, I thought it was like darkly funny and, and that, that kind of like darkly comedic thing that people say all the damn time. It's yeah. like when you're talking about like an Imgur joke about like, you know, killing puppies or whatever. This yeah. is darkly comedic. Because it's saying this is how ridiculous these people are. You you expect to get anything from these people when you're asking for Ooh. basic admission of guilt from hundreds of years of slavery. Right. You're asking right. for the bare minimum of like, acknowledging you were a part of this. Not even that you're going to give money. And white, and white people don't view reparations like that. They view it as I can't take my boat out for the summer. Yep. You Fuck see. you. You and like, you know, in black people's minds, it's always like I'm in this shitty position I'm in now because you guys never gave me a chance. White people, it's like you're telling me I can't take my my kids out to Disney World yes. for the time this and, year. Yeah, yeah. And, and and what they're doing is they're they're painting it like, oh my gosh, this this random white character realized, you know, halfway through his life that he had slave owning ancestors. That means he has to give away his, you know, his middle class office, right. job to which, be is a, absurd, a which is absurd. Absurd premise. Yes, it's absurd because that's what white people assume is happening. Most white people didn't own slaves. Right. And I guarantee you, if you were to trace lineage, lineage back now, most people who did own slaves are probably not 
you know, working class or even middle class. I'd honestly venture to guess they're rich because slave owners were the uber rich of the South. And honestly, like reparations is obviously, yes, you, it stems from slavery, but it's also because systemic racism, which stemmed from slavery, disadvantages yeah, exactly, exactly. black people yeah. more. But in, in white people's mind, it's because of slavery when it's much more complicated than that. Exactly. Yeah. You get, I think you get what, this is the whole point. I was, I was, I was hinting at this to you guys, I think. About like I, I, this is what I really think people are not understanding about this episode. Mm-hmm. They're not making a point about our reparations good or not. They're not saying, well, white people might might actually be harmed if we do reparations. That's not what they're saying. I don't think. I think I, what they're saying is we mm-hmm. cannot get to a place where we can ever have a rational conversation about this because mm-hmm. white people take it to the extreme at the mere mention of the word. And this is where Donald Glover's lim- privilege limits his creativity because. Most black people in America will never get to that point, that like, that point of realization and care enough, and but also not care enough to make a commentary like this. It's a very privileged perspective to tell yeah. other black people you're never getting reparations because white people are savages, so just give up. It's like, if I'm a black person that could severely benefit from reparations, I'm going to be like... I, I, oh, I'm not... I'm, look, I don't think they're even necessarily saying give up. I would never say give up either. I just think the okay. point is you need to have, be realistic here. Be we have realistic. a big hump, a big hurdle to get over. If you want to put the work in, it's an admirable work, uh, fight. And I, it's, it's something that should seriously be taken into consideration because a bunch of other countries and a bunch of other peoples across the world have had reparations as a part of their you know, history and whatever. Okay. But I, th- I don't think it's saying give up. I just think it's saying let's be realistic and honest here. And honestly, again, this is giving you money. you're dealing with white people giving you money. You think it's yeah. going to be that easy? Right. That, That's what I think it is. White just means money in America. So you're basically asking. White yeah, and also, limp. I wanted to not to stamp on it. I, I just, you know, I, I've been thinking about a lot of all this since I watched the episode. But like, there's, there's a moment, if, if you guys remember, yeah, uh, one of the ladies in his office, in, in the main guy's office, is um, she's like, can you believe this? They want to take all our money away. This is ridiculous. How can they do this? This is absurd. The one who's found out she was Jewish. Next day, finds out. Oh, <laughs> must suck to have to wait. I should add. <laughs> I'm sixty two percent Jewish, so I don't nine percent Ashkenazi Jewish. Ashkenazi. Yeah, I also loved how the wife became Peruvian out of nowhere. Like as yeah, soon well, as okay. and, oh, you know that was my cup of tea. Yeah, I, I was waiting for you to say that before we. But here's the thing: I can I, I can talk about this. Um, did I think it was funny? Very funny. Did I, did, I, did, I, did I think it was like, I, do I get the point? Yeah. Realistically, I don't know if there's a Jewish person who wouldn't know they're Jewish. Of course, I was thinking that. 60% is crazy. Jewish, it's like, yeah, you know, the. You, I'm not saying it's like that hard or anything, but you know damn well what you are. And Bro, like, that, was a, that was a classic moment. Yeah, it was, it was really funny. I, I get the point they're saying is like, white. what white means in America isn't necessarily, it's constructed so that everyone who has lighter skin can te- theoretically fit into that can pass. category against a darker skin category, right? Can pass for white. Yeah, which, yeah. like, I get the point, but I thought it's not It's literally really just real- America's caste system. Yeah, it's not really realistic. Like, I, I, I get what she's saying, but... And it was funny, and I laughed a lot, honestly. I was like, ha, ha, ha. Well, Gabe, do you, do you think that... Um, because, you, like, you know, you are someone who, I would say, has interacted with white people and black people on an equal level more than either of us. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think that um, this episode of Atlanta in particular is a little too heady and expect, like, do you think it's like, because this is, assuming, I don't think most people are going to get it. If that's what I was going to say, this it's, is assuming no. that like a lot of black people have the opportunity to like, you know, 
Absolutely. Like, you know, yes, I'm saying, like, be in these spaces. Because I've been in classes, in history classes, where, like, we had that debate. When I was at U of D, we had the debate about reparations. And, you know, there's obviously people all over the spectrum on it. But I think a lot of kids, that was a lot of kids' take on it was, it, it was a fear of, oh, shit, like, are we gonna, am I, am I, it's going to take money out of my family's yeah, bank account. Like, my parents work so hard, yeah. Yeah, or it's just the that or that's one of the negatives to it or the people who have the opinion of well it was so long ago it doesn't affect it doesn't like why should you get paid for something happening to your ancestors which not going to get into that but right <laughs> it maybe it's a little too heady but is that kind of how the show is at times is not that kind of like almost the identity of him that's like the, almost the Donald Glover identity I think if we're going to make a show, well, not we, but if a show is going to be heralded as, you know, one of the newest, greatest black TV shows, I think that having conversations about race like this, assuming, look, assuming my interpretation is what I'm saying. If the actual point of the writer's room was like, you know, let's show what it could be like for white people. Not so great, huh? That's stupid. I, I don't think that's no what way. I'm, no. I'm going to give them credit. But if that is, then fuck that. But However. Donald Glover's fault for people. Thinking yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that's what they're saying. That sucks. Like, I, I agree with people saying it's bad, then, but I don't think that's what it was. Right. I don't. Um, anyway, I think, you know, sure, maybe this is this is heady. That that's if I'm the only one I'm seeing getting that. It, maybe it's heady. I get it. But I'd rather have a sophisticated conversation about race like this than kind of half jokingly inserting uh, a, a kind of not fully fleshed out point into the urn and paperboy story. Do you know what I'm saying here? Yes. Because that's like, I think that is when the show is bogged down by being a black show, not because there's like people in it, but because we're attributing these kind of political points to characters who aren't, who are still people regardless. And that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. If we're making a, a, a short vignette where you only emotionally invest 45 minutes into these characters in the story, then a larger point can be made about a deeper issue like reparations, which I think is what would happen here. Or, you know, I, I, it's hard to say exactly what the point of the first episode was, but I think you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. I think yeah, it was a great episode. It was like a, it was like the Chappelle skit, but like from the white people's perspective, it was like a what, fleshed what, what, out, you don't know what I'm talking about? describe it I oh, on the Chappelle show there was a skit where black people get reparations and the white people are le- and it's just the idea that of like how they were spending their money like the way it's society just changed because of black people getting the reparations but yeah. it was like this is like from the white people being a victim perspective like the Chappelle yeah. skit was funny it was like oh you know the United States has ran out of gold and diamonds and like uh, like oh since this has happened this many record labels have been started like stupid shit like that was the joke, yeah. but I think this is like Which a I more see. realistic. Yeah, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Like, no, I get exactly what you're saying. It made me think of that, but I don't know. I'm excited for this week's episode, though. I am. Um, uh, I, I don't want any more urn and, and paper. I, I'm, I'm like, I want to see more of what they can do with with their commentary. You know, just their minds. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. I, I do feel like this season. I think there's a. I think the big point of this season will have something to do with them being away from Atlanta, but I'm not sure how. I'm not. Sorry, sorry. Uh, there's some big point about what it's like being away from home. I think maybe. 
Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because think about the first episode, and then the two in Europe, they're not really comfortable. Or they are, like, Paperboy was comfortable in the uh, in the prison, which was I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, you know, the point. That that yeah. I, I was going to say, can we care about Earn and Paperboy and Darius' struggles in a post-Trump and George Floyd COVID America? Like, nigga, no, that shit, I, I don't want to say none of that shit actually affected me, but, like, well, know. I'm saying, but the show's also not for black. The, the show's not really for black people, like you know. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I can't speak on that. I don't think any of us are the right people to speak on that. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll find out. Do I? I, I, I don't know. For the white audience. I just think that, like you know, after everyone, because now everyone is woke, and so you don't even need to, you know, take the conversation so slowly with these characters anymore. I think yeah, and espe- especially since what kind of content you consume says how good of a you know, right. politician or what good politics you have. Especially, yeah, especially because only like woke people consume content like this now. So we don't even need to take our time anymore. Let's get to the fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because I thought that, I just thought they did so, they, they did the characters so much more justice in the previous seasons. I really thought that they, the one where, the one where um, Darius has to get given money and there's like the constant, you know, the, the deep wild goose chase with like with dog, dog breeder yeah dog breeder yeah that was really funny i'm just thinking of so many so many storylines that are like they're good and black and they're, yeah. not, they're not they don't sacrifice one for the other i hate to say it. right right i agree i don't know yeah so, also, one one more thing i want to say about the one of the episodes in, in europe because we have music to talk about i'm sorry but the part where they had the assisted suicide yeah. Trigger warning if that if that affects you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's an episode where they go to a assisted suicide facility in uh, the Netherlands. They're in Amsterdam, and you know they they present it as this kind of like you know kind of peaceful and mournful but spiritual you know celebration of someone's life as they choose to you know end whatever suffering they feel. Mm-hmm. And this is very popular in Northern Europe where this takes place. It's, you know, there's, I think Denmark and Netherlands, one of the first countries to legalize assisted suicide for, for terminally ill patients. Yeah. Um, and they, sh- but they show the, the, the man in the bed dying by a, a kind of elastic band of rubber or something like falling on his head and choking him. Which is death. probably one of the worst ways to die. Yeah. But then, and then, and then they kind of just ended by Van, who's the, you know, Zazie Beats character, Zazie Beats. Going like, uh, that's weird, and then that's like that's kind of it. I want to know what the like, what do you guys think the point of that was? I have no clue. I thought, and I don't, I don't really love that. Um, I'm see, since I'm like technically pro assisted suicide, like I'm not pro death in any way, I guess, but like I'm technically pro assisted suicide. Yeah, freedom of choice, whatever. But I, I guess it's just to, to, to show that like, damn, white people are so privileged, or these northern white people are so privileged that they can like, get to this point in life. And choose to die. See, that's like that's stupid. I'm sorry, that's really stupid to me. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I just made that. I don't. Up. I don't. I, I don't know. If, if the point was that, well, I thought I don't even know if they were because what I what I hinted at before about the you know kind of inherent savagery of Northern Europe, you know, the Vikings, Norman conquest, whatever you want to call, you know, going to, but like there, there's kind of this like facade of you know Northern European niceness and you know like mm. uh, IKEA and you know, Copenhagen, we love weed in Amsterdam, dude, you know, yeah. but the, there's a kind of latent, like I said, just kind of viciousness and, and 
European, Northern European society. Mm-hmm. And I think they were kind of relaying that with assisted suicide, which I think is kind of like almost offensively missing the point. Cause I think that's, that's one thing like you have to acknowledge yeah. that Northern Maybe. leads the world in a lot of things, especially fucking healthcare. And I don't know if it was trying to do that though. Maybe I don't know. That's what I, I thought. And I was I like, this seems weird. I don't, but think, I don't know so. what the point I was. think, I think again, as you just mad that you can't write for the show, bro. I, I just didn't. I, I didn't get the point. I didn't honestly know what the point of being like. Uh, I think. I think. I think it's not even. Maybe it's not even. I don't know. Maybe it's just trying to like. Because that's it, like. It's supposed to be funny. It's like okay. It's not super funny, but okay. I just can't imagine that flying under Donald Glover and Co's watch because they're pretty. Like even if they miss the mark, they're pretty progressive at the end of the day. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like you know, I can't. See yeah, I can't that. imagine Donald Glover is like assisted suicide. Well, maybe it's like a kind of you know like oh Europeans are fine with like dying. Okay, sounds cool. I don't know. I didn't really know what the point was, but I didn't love it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I think I think that's all we got for the show. Is there anything else? Yeah, no, uh, I think we've hit it over the head. Sorry, beat it to yeah, death. We, we we literally dissected and dis- desecrated. We the just body. made like at the fit. Yeah, this is like longer than the whole season's been. <laughs> but uh, we did have some pretty big music drops that we need to talk about too. Yes, sir. But uh, so yeah, let's just get right into those. Should anyway, we take it to Ramona Park? I think we should start with the biggest one. The Ramona Park Broke My Heart by Vince Staples. Okay. Um, this is, it's, it's only been a year since self-titled, his last album, really, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Even less than a year, right? Less than a year. It's like nine, ten months, I think. Wow, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, this is his, like, you know, what album? Fifth or fourth? Sixth, seventh? Fourth, Six? I think, like full length album. I don't know the difference between album, mixtape, EPs. I don't know. Whatever, okay. but anyway, it's his recent, most recent full length album. And gentlemen, we've been all fans of Vince Staples here for a very, very long time. Yeah. So I must ask both of you, what do you think? Um. So recently, I think I'm trying. Let me look at his um discography and make sure I'm saying this. Since I guess after AFM, so the last two, the self titled and this one. He's gotten his sound has gotten a little like softer and more calm or lo-fi. Yeah, low lo-fi. And at, at times it it makes the music better and at times it makes it worse. I think the thing that's I think this is a better project than self-titled. However, I think the length of self-titled is for this type of thing is more fitting cuz at times like listening to this whole album, it almost did get kind of redundant. It felt like um yeah, but I, I do th- I do think it's a very good hip hop album. I I think um, some of the points like uh, what was this? there was the one song we were talking about uh, when sparks fly. Um, I just love that sample so, much. and I love the metaphor, the extended metaphor in the song. But yeah, I, I, I really love that song. Um, the song with baby, which is right after that. That was the saddest baby feature I think I've ever heard in my life, bro. It's uh, yeah. There, there was one other. There's there, he has a couple verses that are kind of. Um, might be, might be. But yeah, um, which by the way, I'm not I don't really want to get into it, but if you know the story behind the song. What? Oh, I, I get you know, he's talked about it, so I I don't think I'm into it because now I'm interested. Yeah, okay, so about. when as everyone knows, Vince Staples uh, is a crip, and we can guess what happened. I'm I'm sure it was nothing serious. Allegedly but a crip, right? Allegedly, you know, he's uh, he knows people who are crips. Um, something happened in Long Beach to where his mother, who is also allegedly a crip, his father was allegedly a crip, or is I don't I don't know if his father's still alive, but um, something uh, happened. Something allegedly happened to where he had to leave Long Beach for his own safety, 
And his mom sent him to Atlanta, to East Point, Georgia, which is why the song is called East Point Prayer, um, until things calm down for his own safety. And that's what he's talking about in the song. Which, uh, honestly, if you just looked at the lyrics, I, do, I don't think you'd get that point. But because he's talked about it in interviews, um, like, very, very shortly. But I, it always is, it's always something I remember. Like I have weird memory of stuff. I always remember him talking about this little bits and pieces, him being in Atlanta for a year. Um, this what I think that's what the song's about. And so, obviously, having the biggest current Atlanta rapper on it makes sense. Um, so, that makes it better. As a song itself, I thought it was kind of boring. Um... I thought Lemonade was great. I thought Paper Cut was great. I thought Player Ways was great. Rose Street, which Rose Street was, Rose Street was already out, I think, but as a single. But I, th- I thought this made it even better. Um, I thought the blues, the outro was good. I think a lot of the songs were good. I just think listening to it all at once can be a little. Yeah, thematic thematically, it doesn't it doesn't stray far from its point. Yeah, uh, it's all very somber, but um, well, not all of it. But even the hype songs like Magic and Lemonade are still very uh, chill and a very West Coast. There's no right? Senorita here. There's no Blue Suede. No. There's no. There's, there's not a lot of Atlanta influence. It's a lot of West Coast influence. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So but I'm saying. A lot more chill. Yeah, 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 sure. In my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, that's the vibe. I, what do you think, Max? Um, well, I think I've explained this when we talked about the last album. Very amazing. Um, but my problem with Vince Staples is I've not to shit on anyone here, but like I've known about the guy since fucking Odd Future days, yeah. and he had such a great style for like right before the Hell Can Wait thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about like his Stolen Youth, Stolen era. Youth, yeah, and Stolen the Matt Miller the features, Giant and... Cold Chain stuff I've talked about you, before. You don't, you don't, you you think he still hasn't lived up to that yet? I thought this. Album... I'll, I'll, here, well, let me finish because it's right. it's interesting for me. So I was describing it to Gabe, but like I, I view it kind of like there's an alternate reality where he's still making that kind of music. That I'm like I can see him like more in Alchemist style beats or like. You know, mm. just being being more to kind of I don't want to say lyricism revival because that's fucking lame, but like that more crowd. Right. He got. I'm not gonna lie. What? Sorry. Go on. I I think like it, in that universe where he's still making music like that for whatever reason, I can see myself liking that more just because I liked that old music so much. And I think he had such a not just kind of like more attentive flow, but like. I just like how fucking like dark and depressing he was. I really do. Do you he guys was, think, like really? Well, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he I think he was more not benefit of the doubt. To be fair, I think his old music was more cynical because I truly think yes. his last three albums have been the most depressing content. Or sorry, not content. The most depressing music he's released. Sure, um, yeah, cynical is a better word. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I I think here, here's what I think. I think that a lot of what Max is saying is true for older artists. And I, and I think what's, what's kind of the disconnect here is Vince Staples has kind of harped on his life story for, for a minute, a minute now, right. For a minute now. And um, I think the problem here is that Vince Staples doesn't really doesn't, to me, it seems like he doesn't want to go back. So it's going to be hard to make that cynical music. No, he won't do it. That's what I'm saying. That's I, I, I have to frame it with like these like weird scientific terms because in a parallel universe, he only did that because he's not going to ever do it again. 
But I think that's a product, here's, here's the thing. I think that's a product of all that hood and street shit happening to him as a kid. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, he's so young. It had such a developmentally, it had such impact on his development that he can't be Boldy James and keep no. doing. It well, also keep in mind, numbers. keep in mind that was during like Mac Miller rap camp days. That was when like Mac Miller had right at sure. his house where guys would come in and out. It's like how you know. Right. And Staples is like, you know, a Pepsi artist, so he has to make things that are digestible. So, yeah. Right, right. And and he got signed to a label. He got, kind of became like that, you know, like funny rapper. Like dark, which is, I always liked his. Yeah, like, he just you know, did an NBA commercial. Yeah. He, he's very marketable as like keeping it real. Yeah. Personified. Yeah. Um, so I'm only saying this because like I, I, I hear earlier stuff and I can't help but like miss it and maybe think it's better. I just miss it either way. That being said, I'm looking on my phone now because I listen to this album, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't love a few of these albums, but definitely since FM, I've enjoyed his shit a lot. I think yeah. I think he he definitely, you, you're right, it's more about where he came from than who he is. And I think yeah. his music in the past was more cynical. because It's just more interesting as a worldview. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one interview that Fader did fucking years ago in like 2012. Where he's just like the way he's talking about like why he thinks what he does, and it's really like Jesus Christ, dude. Mm. Um, but you get that. You get, it's a different way to view hood stuff because it's a guy who no glamour but no hatred. It's just the truth is this is it's a it it's almost him. it's almost numb, but yeah, it's numbness. Numb it's because... numbness that if you don't have will it saves you, but it also makes you this. God damn it! Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's going on. He's just anyway. cool. He's just cool. Yeah, yeah. So I just hate that, like, every time I hear this kind of more sing-songy flow he has, I just, like, I, I, I can't help but think he's got more, got better rapping in him. You know what I'm saying? I can't help it, but I do think a lot of the stuff's really good. I think the single Magic is, like, my favorite. I really like that one a lot. Lemonade's I, really good, too. Um, the one with Ty Dolla Sign I liked a lot. I think that beat is my favorite. But these beats are great. These beats are really good, too. They are good. These beats are I, the most, I'm really impressed with the beats. Hold on, I got. Hold on, you guys talk for a second. Was it wait? Was it executively produced by anyone, or was it just like? Uh, Monster was on nah, it's it's all over. I think it was all over. Okay. I know Kenny Beats was part of it. Um, it was a few. It was a few producers. I I, I, I yeah. I don't know. I I thought it was good. Okay, I guess I. Sorry. I guess I get Max's point, but it just seems like the all the music that came from that era was just that's how all, you can almost make that point about any of the guys. Tyler was more cynical. Mm, and that's uh, Earl. Like, this is just their natural. Yeah, that's a good point. This is just their natural progression, to be honest. Yeah, I think with, with time, I think you learn how to speak on your, speak on, I guess you could say negative thoughts, like depressive thoughts. With, with more clarity and more. Yeah, without, yeah. yeah, without being cynical. Without, with, you right. can just speak on it. Like, it's a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, like. Yeah, we also, like, is rich now. He's also in a much better place. Sure. True. True. But like also, you know, I, you know wish him the best, obviously, but you know. But also that's the goal, but that but that's the goal here of rap. Yeah, true. But I think like, oh my fucking God, Jesus Christ. Within five you hear this five sirens in the past forty minutes you've been recording. Anyway, um I think he 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 has this label presence. He's a he's a big rapper now. I didn't, never would have expected, but he's a really big rapper. He has been for a while. Mm-hmm. And he has this definitely label backing. I think because he, like I said, he's keeping it real. He's he's a lot di- way different than most rap now, you know. Um, and I think he 
got a lot of that praise and a lot of that attention from the label because he's a really funny, um, really just like honest, you know, in a way a comedian almost is. If you watch like the YouTube videos of him. Yeah. And I think the more he gets away from what made him like that, the more he has to talk about it because it's almost like that's why he's where he is mm-hmm. from a business standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to be a dick about it because I think he's very talented, but like I think the story gets a little old because he said it so many times because he has to because that's why he got signed, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. And then if, if the, you know, he's not rapping like I know he could. So sometimes I just can't. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like it, 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 now it's turning into a lesson. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it's turning into a lesson at this point. And that, and honestly, like, you know, because rap is such a new genre, it might not be a good thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. So I don't know. That's a good point. I kind of see. Yeah, but I also about. like it. I don't mean to be a dick. I do like this album. I like Vince a lot. Yeah, no, this was really good. I, I honestly enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. It was one of the um, better albums of the year so far, which is early and, you know. Right. And uh, let's see. We have five minutes. Do you guys want to get into? I'd say let's let's run another one and we'll just end, we're going to end early on that one. You know? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to in our next segment, we'll talk about the 4-2 ESTG. And then was there anything? Go. I got to say about that. Oh, shit. Okay. Was there anything else we had to <laughs> Uh, oh, real quick, can we talk about the five year before this ends? Uh, you actually listen to it? You told me to. Oh, I, I, bro, I said do what you want because use at first you. Said I, you I try. I try to. Um, the first couple songs were okay, but I don't like drill rap. I don't like the beats. So mm-hmm. yeah, talk about that. You know, let's let's save that because I can talk about that with you, Gabe. I mean, we got time. Okay, whatever. Well, I mean, okay, fine, fine. Go. Yeah, talk about it. Um. But no, I, I'm just not. I'm not a big five year fan. I'm not a big drill fan. So it's gonna take a lot for it to impress me. It's gonna take some genre bending stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I I just didn't get that. You know, I I didn't need to hear ASAP Rocky on the drill beat. Yeah, no. I didn't. And honestly, the the drill stuff I've heard, the stuff I do like, is a little more hype, like a little more. I don't know. Yeah, I um, I don't like Fabio. He's forty seven years old. If you didn't know. Uh, How old is he really? Uh, Mid thirties. Like, he's just thirty something. Wow. Uh, the pictures of him like in 2012 with like a snapback and a uh, <laughs> like castles and crooks shirt. <laughs> I love that era. He was older than I am right now in that picture. Ten years. Oh ago. my god. That's me. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I. The problem with drill is interesting. I think it was really exciting when it was coming up, like 2018, 2019. And then obviously Pop Smoke. And then something happened where it's just like, it, it's really not the most lyrically inspiring. Not not like they're not saying shit, but like it doesn't inspire them to do anything creative lyrically at all. They just go, you know, they just say the same shit over and over, nothing interesting. Um, the beats can be sometimes, what, what happened with the sample, but you guys know the sample beats with Drill? Yeah, yeah. Those fucking suck so often. They're really bad. Oh, the first couple okay. times I heard them, I liked them. Yeah. The first couple times, I was like, okay, this could be something. But then I, I was like, they're going to run this yeah. into the ground, aren't they're, they? It's really bad. It's not great. A lot of the Brooklyn stuff is just like about infighting with like two groups of teenagers I don't know anything about. So I don't really care as much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, then what happened is, this is probably from Brooklyn too. That's why I'm mentioning it. 
I wanted to I wanted to go off you, Gabe, because what happened is it moved to the Bronx now. I don't know if you guys know who K Flock is. Yeah. Those guys, Dougie B. I didn't know where they were from, but I know the- they're from the Bronx, which is notable because here's what happened. They brought Drill back because they chose beats that didn't suck absolute shit. K Flock, I don't like what he talks about. He talks about killing other kids and like he did it. All, all or, he talks well, about well, well, allegedly. I mean, allegedly, there's a video. Well, like, well, I mean, yeah, allegedly, technically, but yeah. it's just like it, it's so sensational. It's not. It's not, it's not, I just saw it. The beats are really cool though. The, the, the Bronx beats are really cool. And sometimes they got this really cool energy on them, the kids, because they're just like, you know, yelling and yeah. And the dancing and stuff. It can the be dancing cool. and, you know, the style of New York is obviously bar none, the coolest, you know, whatever. But I just, I, I, if it's only about just like beef and shit, I don't care. The beats can be really bad sometimes. I don't know. I don't like Fabio either. I think there's other guys who do it better. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not gonna listen to fucking ASAP Rock and a drill because that sounds terrible. So I'm good. You yeah. Know? It, it was. It was awful. But <laughs> all right. So we'll get into the four two duck album. Yeah. Right. Pause. Right. Pause. No. Okay. Never mind. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you guys in our next segment. Peace. <laughs> Hello. All right. So the four two Doug album. 4-2 Doug and ESTG dropped their yeah, collab album. Album between two, uh, I guess they're shameless plug favorites at this point, right? Yeah. He is for sure, man. One of. Yeah. So, yeah, two shameless plug favorites, ESTG and 4-2 Doug. They dropped Last Ones Left. And I think we all have a decent amount to say about it. Um, I want you guys to start out, though, because. Gabe. Um, so, it's interesting. Um, Fort. ESTG, despite being from Kentucky, has always had a Detroit adjacent sound. Whether it's the production, the guys he worked with, he's always been a Detroit adjacent artist. Kind of like how like everyone in Detroit loves like Jeezy, like back in the day. Even though yes. like it's it's like a similar, it's kind of like a similar thing. This this is different though because ESTG is really just here, just rapping, and you know, really really part of kind of a part of our culture. Um, I guess. The first thing I could think of, the first thing I think about, honestly, when I look at the album is, is how good the beat on Thump shit is. <laughs> that beat is insane. But um, it, I, I like it. I think it could, again, I, I think it suffers from what every single rap album shorts for, suffers from, which is just a little too long. Really? But, yeah, I think 17 tracks is kind of pushing it. But, you know, Frida Shiners is great. Everybody Shooters, too. Like, it's some very, very good songs on here. Everybody Shooters, too. Like, as I was going to say, there's some career highlights here, bro. Yeah, yeah there's some I, I shit. Don't it's too, I don't think it's too long because I think it's too long in the sense that, like, you know, they didn't switch up a lot. And a lot of the songs on this tape are similar. But that's a good thing to me because this is, like, the best shit they've done. <laughs> I think, the, yeah, um, it's also worth noting they're on the same label. So, Oh, what label yeah, is that? Yo, Yo Gotti's a... Uh, CMG. Oh, CMG. That yeah. that doesn't make it less cool, but it doesn't make it cooler. Yeah, right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest problem with this album is I think they have much more chemistry than I thought because I knew they were label mates. So I'm like, okay, they're just packing the game together, mm-hmm. you know, as like a label deal. But they have more chemistry than that than you than you'd think. They have they're a lot. Together. They are. Um, my they're biggest problem. Huh? Their egos blend very well. Like they don't clash. Right. Right. I think their voices just sound so different, but their flow is similar. So it's kind of a cool back and forth. Um, 
I, I disagree a little bit with Gabe. My biggest problem is these beats. A lot of these beats are not shit to me at all. There's some the singles were great, um, which is I think yeah you yeah. yeah. Everybody shooters is my favorite song. Yeah, that and dumb I, I shit. Really, those beats were really good, but I I do agree that as a whole. Yeah, I think a lot of these beats are just fucking doo doo, and I it, it's, I don't think they're doo doo. I just think they're not hard enough. They don't. They don't. They're, they're not. I mean, compared to what ESTG was rapping on for the past few albums, the one before his debut, I liked even more. Do you and, think Four Two Doug could? No offense. Do you think Four Two Doug could handle that? You could bring something different to it. That that if you have ESTG there along with him, can make for an interesting. But like I said, an interesting back. Four Two Doug is a grown man. He's not gonna want like ESTG to hold his hand on his beats. You know. I mean, they, yeah, they can switch some shit up for sure. But these beats, they don't sound like. Because if you notice, it's the same producer. It's that guy Forever Rolling who made all Forever the Forever Rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Is not it only like, him? There's a, I don't know. I I noticed him a bunch, so I don't know. But I they're just not they don't they don't have that you know like snarl kind of like oh shit, this is this is something else. Um they just they sound like a label approved all the beats first, is basically my problem. They, they're not terrible, but they sound like they don't. They they suit the radio more, or they suit playlists or whatever the fuck more than they suit these guys' styles that they could bring together. Because mm-hmm. I just don't love a lot of these beats, you know. I I get what you're saying, but I don't even think the beats were bad, bro. I just think they weren't. They can't all be, you know, hits. Sure. I, then, guess, I guess with Doug in there, it's a little different. I was gonna say like, it's not just a guy who can do it. If there's one guy right now who could do it. Right, but like we have to keep in mind, this isn't just the ESTG tape. I know, I know, true, true. I, I, we have to give credit here because we are big fans of Four Two Doug and ESTG. Right? Yeah, I am. E- e- ESTG brought out like playoff Four Two Doug. Yeah, true. Like, cause do you listen to him a lot, Doug? Yeah, I do. Not as much. And that's my point. This yeah, is the most Doug you're ever gonna listen to. I also think it's funny they call themselves Last Ones Left, as if there's an end to rap. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of a bloated way, maybe too much. Nickname, <laughs> like nicknames you call yourself as a group are all like the Dirk fucking oh, hero. voice of the heroes and voice of the streets. Yeah, yeah like Lil Dirk trying to make himself like this rap savior, like some hood savior. <laughs> we didn't talk. Did we talk about the Dirk album that came out the past few months? We didn't, even talk. Nah. We didn't even talk about it. Oh no, my they, god, they, what happened? It's the same as last five. I don't know. He's been making the same album. I think yeah, he's, I he's scared to fall off again. He's not going to try. Yeah. Any, he's not going to try anything now. But yeah, I agree. Ooh, dang. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I had high expectations. I think part of my problem is I had high expectations because I, I think, I think ESTG is one of the top guys right now. He's one of my guys. Um, so I, I was expecting a lot, and it didn't quite live up to it. But I think they have a chemistry they should definitely keep working with. Yeah, I, I, I can get with that. Sounds cool together. I, I, I agree too, but I think this is the biggest disparity we've had in two rappers with like and have this good of a tape almost like yeah, ever. <laughs> I, you know, that's a you know, no offense to four two Doug ever. But. I like Doug a lot though, so I think I think he's more of a he's more of like a, a bark overbite Detroit rapper. A lot of Detroit guys are they don't sound super interesting, but they say wild ass shit. Mm-hmm. Versus Doug, who doesn't say anything that crazy, but you know he well, has. I do like the line "sent my girl to the doctor." That pussy smelling proper. <laughs> that is yeah. very good. That was that was nuts. I'm sorry. That's wild. <laughs> that was an insane line by Fortune. Oh, you didn't have to bend over. He just stood up straight and sniffed and was like, "Oh." Wait, what'd you say? 
probably does, he doesn't have to bend over. He can just stand oh. <laughs> so stupid. I was asking Max this earlier, Gabe. You know, this is a very drug-heavy album. And, you know, we dog food slang for heroin. What is puppy? Because he said, we don't fuck with perks, we fuck with puppy. And I'm assuming it's some sort of opiate. But what is it? Why are you asking me? What <laughs> <laughs> like? like? Well, you go to an HBCU. Nigga, nobody does hard drugs here. It's still college, bro. Like, are you sure? Because when I watched Atlanta, I saw... <laughs> According to the Urban uh, Urban Dictionary, puppy is a cute little four-legged friend you can call. Oh yeah, me and, me and Max talking about how Urban Dictionary isn't even like a fucking Urban Dictionary. It's it's just like, like ra- yeah, like look up your name and be like Xavier is, so, is a hot guy. Right. Who it's it's like if you look up like a mug, or like a container you put your like horchata in. Like it's just an actual like or like white girl, a girl who is white. Right. No, that one baddie in your class who you're afraid to talk to, but actually knows how to kick it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you search a name. Like, Miley Cyrus is like, that's what you call the most popular girl in school. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Um, wait, how do we get on this topic? Oh, I got to ask Gabe what this puppy means. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know. What the fuck? <laughs> I just like, assume because. Maybe because dog food is like the hardest opiate you could have, possibly. Mm-hmm. Heroin. Maybe puppies like. Tiny little bit of opiate, you know. But that's like, what I'm thinking. That wouldn't even. I guess. I guess. That's, I know. It's too. It's like too smart. Almost. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's like too convoluted. It's like. Yeah. It's, it's fucking. It, it makes too much sense to be fun slang. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, good, good, good album. Better than I thought, but also be- better than you would expect from a major label release like this. But also, you know, I was expecting a lot. So you know. That's yeah, we have to keep in mind. This yeah, is so amazing. This is a major label release, so we need to give it that that, that credit. Right. This yeah. A major label rap release in 2022 is like it's standing against itself. You know, all cards are stacked against it. If it, if it exactly. <laughs> if, it, if it comes up with something interesting, you gotta give it a pat on the back because. Exactly. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I think this now is a good time for personal shoutouts because we're on the topic of music. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, wait, can I just start real quick because I'm mine's real short. Okay. Um, I really enjoy. Actually, you know what? Mine's not real short, but I'll just say the first one. I really enjoyed the new Kilo Kish album. I just wanted to say that because uh, Kilo Kish is someone who, like, I listened to when I was like fourteen when she had like Navy and all the other shit. And she's Donald Glover adjacent, so let's get yeah. Out and Vince Staples collaborator. Yeah, and Vince Staples adjacent artist too. But uh, she's really evolving with the times way better than I thought she would. It's a very like punk pop girly album which is i think is like the most interesting stuff happening in music right now and uh i think she's you know keeping up with the other girlies in that sense I, oh yeah you said I that do. you said girl music is the most interesting happening interesting interesting thing happening in music i'm sure you're well, like, i don't want to call it girl music that's kind of reductive i guess i'm sure like, you i'm sure you said that and thought oh yeah the bitch is gonna love this not even that bro it's just like i'm fucking with you fam. no you're not wrong i i probably agree with you I was going to say, I feel like ever since 2020, women have just been making more interesting music, not even to be a dick. Yeah. Definitely, um, I think they have to, though. It's kind of hard to say rap-wise, too, because in rap, there's a lot of great fem- you know, women making music, but a lot of it, it just is like, you know, girl with girl talking about having sex. Yeah, it's but, it's moved past it's it's surpassed rap at this point. Like, yeah. I agree. Oh, new Charlie XCX album, Xavier? Did we not talk about that yet? 
No, so. what were we going to talk about? Oh, that? shit, sorry. I was very pleasantly surprised by it. I was kind of worried because of the lead singles. They sounded very, like, uh, 2014 Charlie, which was not bad. You know, Icona Pop, I Love It, and, like, her fancy Iggy Azalea area. It wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't, like, you know, the hyper-pop princess we know now. But uh, she blended both worlds together very well while also bringing it back to the 80s without uh, phoning it in, without being hammy, bringing it back to the tasteful 80s. Not the bombastic big hair 80s, but, like, you know. Art pop. Art pop 80s. And um, Yuck. Yuck is a very, very good song. Uh, I like, like, thematically and just, like, you know, crafted. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. It's I just love it. Like, there's really not much for me to say besides the fact that I just love it. Like, I don't even want to go too deep into it and dissect it because it might almost ruin it. Huh. It just sounds good, bro. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think? Did you listen to it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, yeah. It was on in the background, but I didn't really listen to it, unfortunately. And also, very early, like, the aesthetic is very Y2K, which I think is smart. Like, even though it sounds like tasteful art pop 80s, it's covered in this Y2K veneer with, like, how it's uh, engineered, I guess, and mixed, and yeah. how the snap and a lot of the radio hooks sound very Y2K to me. I, I didn't really, I can't yeah. process why. Y2K is, I, I wrote about it. Y2K is an interesting thing because it's, like, clearly nostalgia bait, but I don't think, I think there's also a lot of creative stuff to mine out of it, too. But I said, there was a lot of ground that wasn't tread. Like, we didn't really appreciate it when we had it because everyone was Yeah, I, I was, this is a shameless plug for the newsletter, but I was talking about it and I was, Y2K in general, and I was kind of like, it's, I think this current iteration of it's kind of appreciating things that we missed and not mm -hmm. glorifying stupid parts of like pre-Iraq war culture, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because like there, there was a genuine like transition from the 90s to 2000s that was kind of internet based that is, it's, there's a lot of really good stuff that you just missed because we were, I was three years old and because it means it, there, it was still an, there's still an alternative underground, whatever you want to call it, scene. Mm -hmm. it, it te technology and consumerism like were very ahead of the curve for like the first time yeah there, there's a lot there's a lot of good shit to get out of it i think and yeah i'm, I'm, I'm happy to see artists doing that too yeah i, I agree with you but anyway. um, hey what have you been listening to anything um yeah so uh i we never talked about the denzel curry album um we didn't talk I, about that. yeah yeah I, I didn't hate it i i, I kind of liked it um, I, I kind of that's the thing too. I kind of liked it too, but like I do not like his Zen stuff, dude. Like yeah, his, his album confirmed it for me. Like I thought it was on the fence before. Like yeah, his Zen stuff's cool, but the Florida stuff's better. This album confirmed it for me, bro. I cannot do any more of the Zen stuff. It's just no, tired. I, I, like, I think I'm just coming to the opinion that he's not that great. Um, I think he is, bro. I think, I think he's, he's been. I think he's had those moments, but like as a whole, I think it's been as down as it's been up. Which I know it's not like a. I know rap. I know music as a whole isn't sports, to where you can look at it that way. But I don't. I don't I know. Think, I think he just needs to put the anime down. Like it's not twenty. Yeah, man. Cool. Like, Probably Bebop. What a great. Yeah, I get it's a great show. That's what I was gonna say. Like I, I think if he just you know switched up his persona, his ability is still there, bro. Yeah, like, he, did, he did way better as like a teenager with the all the SoundCloud stuff. Well, that's because at the time, you know, that stuff, he was introducing it. And now it's like, we're, we're, we're past it. Like, you know, like I said, put like, we all watch anime now is my point. Yeah, man. It's not enough to have like, you know, Zen, Asian themes, down-tempo beer themes. So, yeah. sorry, Gabe is telling me we need to wrap it up. So, anyway, right. Denzel Curry, not bad. Just a little disappointing, but what else? Uh, That's kind of it. Um, back in well, time. I have some albums I want to suggest. 
This was a new stir. Uh, you guys listen to Laurel Hell? No. Yeah. Uh, by Mitski. No, I I saw I heard people on Twitter talking about it though, and I I know people who are big fans, and the stuff I heard I liked like from her old stuff, but yeah, I I, I liked what I've heard too, but I guess we don't have to get into it, but uh. Mitski, I think me and Max said this. Mitski is pretty good, but but the way people talk about her, you would think it was way better. <laughs> but she's still really good. Let the let the ladies have their thing. And I also, <laughs> and I, <laughs> you're such a dick. And I also said this on Twitter: the new Dreamville mixtape I thought was pretty decent. Um, it's all just rap though; it's like straight bars out. Like I only listen to it to hear how well everyone on the roster has improved. Like, I don't listen to it for, like, the songs on this album. Yeah, yeah. For me to see, like, you know, how have his artists progressed. Yeah, exactly. I think they're progressing well. If they can all come out of this mixtape with good albums, Ari Lennox included, then this will go down as a great project. But if they keep printing out mid, like, Earth Gang a little bit, no offense. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. They keep acting like Earth Gang putting out mid. Oh, my God. We back together. Then, then. (laughs) <laughs> this mixtape will be disappointing, but I believe in JID. I believe in Boss. I believe you mean in MID? Who? MID. He's mid. What's that? I'm... Oh. No, he's not. No, I th- I, I'm not. I'm not. Dragon. You know what's funny? For the first, for the longest, I didn't understand the hype. I'm like, this dude's whatever. But you know, I, I, I at least get it. I'm not the biggest fan, but I get the hype. And I, there's some songs I really like. I don't like. Okay. I didn't like him at first because I just thought he was a fast. Lyrical, spiritual, miracle ass nigga, but yeah. he, you know, he he's he actually no, he actually says shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah, this was a good little mixtape. If they can all come out with good albums, then it will be a great mixtape. I know that's yeah. not fair, but that's how I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's um, it. All right, let me do my quick rundowns and then we'll wrap up for sure. Um, Axel has a oh, new single. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, first off. New Billy Woods. We talked about Armand Hammer before. I think we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old man rap. Um, the, just one of the, one of the coolest rappers right now. Released an album with this uh, producer preservation. Um, I, I kind of like other stuff by him more, but that's saying that's like saying a lot because this is all this, it's all really good and it's all really good and um, he's I, I played I played some for you, Xavier. I think you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say you're gonna like it necessarily, but it's great to me. But it's like, good if you honestly take the time and listen to it. It's good, but like, yeah, if you're it's, like, you know, it's fucking dense. It's dense. I was about to say you need to really take the time to carve it out. Like you can't just be on the run listening to this, which is what right, I am yeah. usually. But like, this is actually good shit. If you, uh, Max, I'm surprised you don't smoke. But if you smoke, which um, <laughs> good shit. Second, the second one is uh, so on the Denzel Curry album, he had this feature from a guy 454 um i wrote about the newsletter this week uh i've been getting i've listened to all this stuff since i heard that one song i liked mm-hmm. he's from florida i moved to new york he's kind of in the whole you know mike navy blue kind of circle but his music does not sound at all like it he speeds up all his vocals he sounds he you know basically singing uh sounds like club music honestly it's, I, I again not gonna say you're gonna love it try it out but it's very like, kind of y2k-ish i really like it it's kind of just like you listen to all these songs back to back and it's kind of like a haze almost you know you kind of just like zone out yeah he's a cool guy I like him a lot and he's a skater too he makes skateboarders yeah. and then my last one is yeah fucking radical um do you guys know who nux is from england no no 
Okay. England obviously has the drill guys who I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of, but drill and UK music rap hasn't really taken a hold in America like people thought it was going to when Drake introduced it, I think. Yeah. Um, that okay. doesn't mean it's bad. I like it a lot, but I just think there is a cultural divide, mm. you know? Other other people in Europe like drill a lot more than Americans, so I, it's definitely popular. But for whatever reason, it just hasn't really translated that well. But I'm still I'm still listening to it, seeing what's new. Um, this guy Nux is he's not a drill a driller like that. He kind of reminds me of like the England's version of like 